Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast where we get to travel back in time to remember one of our favorite Bachelorette seasons ever. The one where some really fun things happened in windmills, you know. Yeah. And some not so fun things happened too. That's right. Hannah Brown, iconic Bachelorette, Dancing with the Stars winner, author, current star of the Fox reality series, Special Forces World's Toughest Test. That's a long list of accomplishments. Hannah Brown is in the SiriusXM studios with us right now. Thank you for chatting with us, Hannah. I'm literally exhausted just listening <laughs> to the <laughs> list of accomplishments. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I've, I'm um, really blessed from, you know, my experience being on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, like what's happen- unfolded after. So I always credit, you know, even though it was a crazy journey <laughs> for my start, you know, so. Yeah. You've yes. made the most of it, I you have really to say. Have. Um, so we are definitely going to talk about what you're doing now. Um, but because this is a reality dating show podcast, and specifically a Bachelor podcast, we do need to go back in time and discuss your time on the franchise, which, again, was just so iconic, I think, for the series as a whole. So we wanted to ask you, how did you end up on The Bachelor? Oh, my gosh. Um, so I never, like— I'm trying to think of how it happened. I didn't really watch the show. My roommates in college did. I remember like it was like Ben's season that they would have it on and I would kind of just like walk by. I mean, it's yeah. it's like pop culture. Like I knew like what the, the sh- Yes, like you know what it is. I understood like you got roses, but not that much of how it worked. Um, And I had been dating like... I had like two serious boyfriends in college and high, like high school to college and then one more in college and um, was like so ready to like 
be married from the South. Like it's like <laughs> all my friends, like I think seven of my friends got engaged um, senior year. Wow. So wow. that's a lot. It was a lot. And I had always been in a serious relationship. So I thought I'd be one of, one of the girls and then it didn't happen. And that was like really hard. And then like a few months later, I won Miss Alabama USA, uh, which was really cool. Did the Miss USA thing well, whatever. But when I was doing that, I had a videographer do like some shoots around Alabama and we had to drive like throughout the state that day. And she like asked me about my relationships and I was just like, oh yeah, well, this is my life right now. And didn't think much of it. Like we just talked a few months later, I'm at the beach and I get this call. Wait, was this the first time? No, that was the second call. The first like call. so long ago now. I know, but I can remember <laughs> a lot of it. I had just been with my friends in Birmingham. I'm from Tuscaloosa. It's about an hour drive. And I was with them and we were talking and I was just like telling them what was going on in my life about like the drama, of course, just like the drama. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Like at this point, you're going to have to sign me up for The Bachelor. Said that. <laughs> and there, And like an hour later, I get home. And I get a phone call, random phone call. And I, I can't make this up. I get a phone call and they're like, hi, like um, we're from The Bachelor. And somebody anonymously, anonymously um, put in an application or whatever for you. And like, we would love to talk to you. And I was like, this can't be real. Like, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I immediately, they're like, w- would you like answer some questions? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, let me think about it. Got my email, whatever. I call up all those friends and I'm like, what did you did do? Did y'all just <laughs> sign me up for The Bachelor? And they were like, I mean, that was literally like a few hours ago. Like, <laughs> no. Try to think if I call my mom and she's like, I won't even know how to do that. So I'm like, this is crazy. So I talked to my parents, talked to my friends. And they're like, well, just like do it. Like, who knows? I go through like the process. You know, there's all these interviews and things you have to do. And I don't even find out who you know, submitted me until like the last interview to like get to LA when you do like the the final, they pick the final girls. And it was that videographer. She like called, she like texted me. She she Instagram messaged me and said, I hope you don't mind, but me and my um, Mal was her daughter's name. Just really, we just love you so much and we think that you should find love. And so we submitted you to the bachelor. I hope like, that's okay. And I, like, messaged her. I'm like, I'm literally on the way to my last interview. Like, this is crazy. So that's how I got into oh, it. Oh, my God. That is, okay, that's a great story. I'm yeah. glad you asked that question. And I did not know what I was doing. Like, you know how people, I don't know if you've seen, like, people, like, really go all out for their videos, videos to, like, send yeah. in. They, like, when I was bachelorette, they, like, remembered mine vividly because it was so bad. Like, <laughs> I I had a streak of light of the sun going through my face. I had the list of questions, and I just read off the list of questions, <laughs> my answers. And they were like, it was just so funny because, like, you legit had no idea what you were doing, but you were yourself, and that was entertaining. So that I, all this happened and that I ended up being the bachelorette is just crazy because I truly didn't know what I was doing. That's but I really wild. did just want to find love. I think that was, like, the— the thing is, and I bet they sensed that they're they knew like, I was naive. Yeah, they were like, like this "Oh, yes, no idea what's going on, and she really wants to get married. She's yeah. perfect." perfect. <laughs> no, yeah. for sure. Like me being so naive was like money gold for them. 
as it as it always is. Yes. Yeah, it's hard um, to find that combination of like really naive about the show and yet at the same time like so camera ready, so charming, yeah. like the full package for them. <laughs> oh, like for and they sure. were right, right? Like, yeah. They yeah. were you were perfect for the show. So I'm like thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the only thing you're you're amazing at. So it is, sure. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you go on Colton's season. In week seven, you were eliminated on a one-on-one date. And you later wrote in your book, Bless This Mess, that you, you kept getting the feeling that something was just off. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, like what it was like to be on the show and to just never really know if you were clicking with the lead yeah I think I wanted it to work so bad Mm -hmm. and I like have my journal entries of me being like I mean obviously like I'm I want to I wanted love and I like to succeed and like I was like okay we're gonna make this work (laughs) okay I was just so serious about it like I truly like when I was off like I wasn't filming it wasn't like my I mean we're always filming but you know like not on a date I was truly like I read a marriage book before, like <laughs> like I was serious. What marriage book? Did you uh, read it was before? a it was a Christian book, but it was like called um, Mingling of the Souls. It oh. it was like all about what like dating, marriage, like what to look for in a, in a guy, and so like that's what I was doing. I was so in it, and I remember just feeling like like I know I'm trying, and I don't feel like he's like completely uninterested but there's just something that like there's just something that's not there but I was I was trying to make it there mm-hmm. and I would write that kind of like well maybe if I do this you know I'm like a, a I want uh I love projects probably <laughs> <laughs> I learned I'm like okay well I'm gonna make this work and he's gonna love me and I'm gonna learn to love him too you know like I think yeah that's yeah. such a type a person approach to love <laughs> yeah. where you're like it's a problem I'll find the solution if yeah. I just try enough things yeah. go right down the list for sure yeah <laughs> like oh my gosh he probably could say some things about me of like <laughs> I would like have new questions I knew all his aunt like I was like getting down to business like we <laughs> we if I'm gonna get married after this like I need to know all these things um so yeah it's just really funny but it is hard. Um, when you don't know, like, how do they feel about somebody else? You can kind of, like, pick mm-hmm. up on some body language. Like, I was like, hey, I, I think he likes these people, and I think he likes me, but I don't know if we have that full—like, it wasn't there yet, and I knew yeah. that. Um, yeah. So it sucks, but also it ended up being for the best, obviously. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, Colton came out in, in 2021. Have you spoken to him at all since that happened? Y- yeah, I have. I saw him at Stagecoach with— um, his fiance and is it, it was so great like it was so great to see him like kind of ran into each other and I'm really happy for him but it, it did all make sense it's like oh okay like yeah yeah um it's just I think that's a hard way to have to come to that realization I think for yes. everyone yes but um I'm 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 happy for him you know? yeah 
Yeah, it, it definitely seemed like a very challenging season for for Colton as well. Also, like, <laughs> made great TV. I mean, uh, Colton, then my season, it's like, oh, we man. really gave y'all some stuff, didn't yeah, we? <laughs> really, really did. That was, did. like, the apex of Bachelor yeah, drama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bachelor trauma, I thought you said, but yeah. you did say like, drama. Both, both, yeah. Both. yeah, yeah. One in the same in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a tough time for you on the show. Like, after your stint— on The Bachelor, was it hard to put yourself back out there as Bachelorette? Like, was it a hard decision to even go there? Honestly, no. I um, I loved being on The Bachelor. It was the first time somebody asked me about me, truly. Like, mm. I had never been, like, in therapy or done anything, and it's probably not the best place to kind of have, like, <laughs> it was kind of like my first, like, therapy. <laughs> really, though, I mean, like, I, I loved that experience and, like— um, really thinking about like how I felt and and being able to express that sometimes good or bad but I really enjoyed that it helped me learn a lot about like what I want what I don't and so when I came back home my parents were like oh like they could really see like a difference in me um and yeah like I wasn't like super heartbroken I wanted it to work I think I was more just like dang like I would have made it work you know yeah it's probably good I mean that's a good thing um (laughs) But, yeah, it was, like, such, truly, like, such a good experience for me uh, just to start asking myself those, like, questions and then have and have somebody ask. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. It's, like, this permission structure. And we've definitely heard that from a few people who come off the show and are like, yeah, this wasn't the ideal, healthiest way to ask these questions. But finally, it was just kind of, like, built in and a given that mm-hmm. someone was going to ask and that I had— permission to think about those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like, remember they would be like, oh, Hannah loves the interviews. I loved them. (laughs) I (laughs) loved the ITMs. I was like, I can debrief how I'm feeling. Yeah. Which, as I'm saying, so naive. I said whatever I was thinking. I would have, like, a producer give, like, say a funny joke, and I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm going to say that. Like, I I didn't really— I didn't really watch the shows. I didn't understand what the ITMs did, but that that is narrating the show, whatever they— So I'm just talking. Yeah. And, like, thinking I'm having just a fun conversation. I knew it was—like, I knew it was filmed, but I just didn't understand, like, how they use them, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, Yeah, there is that blurring of, like, they're your friends asking you questions, and they want to know how you feel, but also they will use that material however they need to to create a good show. Yeah. Yeah, that that is interesting. We do hear a lot of contestants say that it was sort of like a journey of self-discovery and therapeutic, and it just has to be within the framing of a search to find love yeah. with one specific person to do that. Um, so you you end up as Bachelorette. In your book, um, so, which, sorry, I said it wrong with, earlier, it's God Bless This Mess, you reveal that on night one, you didn't think that any of the men were your husband, but you didn't want to, like, say that, mm-hmm. understandably, because <laughs> it's sort of in the job description. What did it feel like to be facing this whole, like, intense, extended falling in love process with really deep doubts about whether that guy was even there to fall in love with? Yeah, I remember, like— I actually love doing the limo entrances. I thought, like, I do feel like I did a good job, um, like, holding space for the guys. Like, I knew they were going to be nervous. Like, I really think I did pretty well with that. Um, and the I remember the producers were like, oh, that was, like, you handled all that great. I was like, great. 
But then as I was getting ready to like go back out, I was just like, that was fun. But I didn't like feel that much. And I was like, I don't, they're like, how was it? Like, did you see some, I was like, yeah, there's some super cute guys, like people that seem fun. But I, I like was sitting there, I was like, I just don't think my guy's here. And they're like, well, don't say that. Everybody says that. They're, I remember they're like, Rachel Lindsay said that. And look at her. Like, she's like, Mar-, like something like that. It might've not been her. Don't quote me. Um, <laughs> but I think it was like somebody that was pretty recent that mm-hmm. had been like, wasn't so sure. And then they were like married or in, still engaged. And so I was like, okay, like maybe that's it. And then also, like I said, like I want to make things work. So I was like, I'm the bachelorette. So like, I'm going to have to make this work. But they didn't really show it. But like, um, there's this time when I was in Latvia and like me and Chris Harrison are having a conversation. Like I was also still that, that was like episode like seven or eight. I still was just like, I like these guys, but I just don't know if this is it. And then after that conversation, then I was like full in like, I'm going to open my heart. And I, it's like everything happens for a reason. But when you like open your heart up to like multiple different people, it's just, it got, it got, obviously it got pretty messy. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was definitely really challenging. Um, And I think that's why the season was probably really entertaining. (laughs) That sounds really, really difficult to go through on emotional level when you're also just trying to convince yourself that, well, this is the job, like, I guess he has to be here. I have to be yeah. open to everyone. And I also want to say, like, I love dating all the guys. Like, I, every like all the guys were, like, such fun dates. Could be boyfriends, like, for sure. I didn't guess they were boyfriends. But, <laughs> like, I could see myself dating multiple of the guys, like, in real life. It's, like, really – it's so funny you say, like, in real life. But um, I was like, I don't know if, like, the guy I'm going to marry is here. And if so, like, I need a lot more time. Right. It's almost like an arranged marriage show. Like, we think of it as you're choosing from this wide pool, but you're supposed to marry one of them. 25 to 30 guys is, like, not a lot to choose from. In the grand scheme of, like, the world of men. And then your job is to make it work with Mm -hmm. one of them. Yeah. 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 It must be very intimidating. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more from Hannah Brown. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would it be sleep? Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah. Read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There are not a lot of hours to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority. Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. 
So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in, in those spare moments when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up and it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. alomoves.com code LTSI20. And we are back. Obviously, we have to talk about Luke P. Yes. One of the most dramatics. And to me, like the arc that just really still sticks in my brain when I when I think about your season, for better or worse. Um, ultimately, he was sent home after he expressed to you that he wouldn't want to continue the relationship if you had had sex with anyone else, that you were mm-hmm. still dating. Um, obviously, it was a long conversation. But on the way out, you said, I have had sex and Jesus still loves me. There's something in me that is refusing me to get into that vehicle right now because my... If you really... I can probably get you to go in that limo from what you said. I'm like... I'm so mad. So, like, I have had sex. Say what? Yeah. 
and I, Jesus still loves me. Did you expect that line to become so instantly iconic or like memed and kind of splashed everywhere? I mean, no. And I was so, I was so angry. Like, I think everything I said at that end was like in a moment of like frustration because Mm -hmm. you see that it's a a long conversation, but it was like a really long conversation, like hours long conversation. And, you know, I think I just gotten to a point of just like, I just, this relationship has ended. I don't want to keep doing this. And then I kind of just like, yes, it was iconic, but I also know that it was coming from like, I was just, I was angry. Mm -hmm. Um, and it like got the, I knew it was going to like get the point across. And so I was like, this is, I mean, I can't, I literally can't do anything else, but just be like blatantly honest and get you to leave. Well, it makes sense. Cause I, when I was watching it back, I was reminded of how he tried to linger and how he really was not respectful of your desire to have him go. And you could see that you were getting more and more and more frustrated. And you were like, okay, well, maybe this is the thing that I can say to you that will just get you to go the fuck I away. can remember like standing there and being like, am I going to say it? Am I going to say it? Like, like just, and then I, he said something, I got so mad. And I was like, okay, I'm about to just like <laughs> drop the bomb. Um, but yeah, it was hard. Like, like, I remember we were sitting down and like, he wouldn't get up. He was like, no, we're not. And yeah, I just, I also want to say, like, I don't feel like I've gotten to like say this really like, it was, that was really hard, the, like, response from that. Like, some people, like, mm-hmm. really were like, oh, my gosh, like, yes, yeah, sex positive. And then there also was, like, another side that was, like, really disappointed in me or, yeah. like, upset. And that was probably, like, the toughest thing out of everything. And I also, like, understood where Luke was coming from. Because we see a lot of girls that say, you know, we've had, they're like, hey, like, this is just something I'm not comfortable with. That I think that is totally fine to say. I get it. And I think that's how the, the conversation like really started of like, hey, like I can understand this. It's kind of hurtful when you say that you love me and then you kind of give me like these like, but if you do this, that was hard and I didn't like that. But um, it, it got, it just, um, it was such a long conversation that I think it just got to where I, started to just not get me but like I was just angry mm-hmm. and all that was said in a moment of anger I never like I, I still feel bad like even like Peter season was all about like the windmill thing like that was never intended I thought to be on TV I was kind of told it probably wasn't going to be on TV so like it was just like okay. a um that was really hard it was all like a really hard situation that then I just had to lean into Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what other what do you ever you do? Have. You you've yeah. got to lean into it. Something I really like struggled with because, I mean, people like all the time are like joking about it, but that was a a really hard season. And I'm proud that I could like represent. Like it is okay. Like I did have sex, and Jesus like loves me, and I'm not like um, I can't hold on to that shame or or guilt of that and. But at the same time, it wasn't like, that's not something that like, I'm like badge of honor, like thing that it kind of became. It was a moment of like intense anger. I think that is something that is so hard about these reality shows that have a wide audience and people's real experiences, which of course, as you're saying, are like 
nuanced and not necessarily representative of the full totality of what even happened or your value system or like how you actually feel. And then they become, you become a symbol Mm -hmm. that people can attach themselves to. Yes. And that's really tempting. Like I remember watching that and I remember yelling out loud, like, yes, Hannah, like, (laughs) oh my God. Which I am so proud of. Like, right. I, the cult conversation that wasn't really shown is we really got into like uh, one of the reasons I really liked Luke is because of his faith. And we kind of got into this conversation about, you know, sex and what it says. And, and we had we'd gone really deep into it and we're kind of like going back and forth. Of course, they didn't show all that. And that's where I think the Jesus still loves me thing came from, because like. I wasn't like, I, I'm not going to feel shame. And I think I had in the past been shamed by another guy, had this exact same conversation. The guy that I like fell in, like he was like my like love. Um, and it's kind of been the book, but it was like the most heartbreaking thing. Like he basically told me um, he didn't see me as his like wife anymore because I had had um, sex with one other guy one time. That was my boyfriend for a year and a half, oh, but we God. had sex one time and I told him and even though he, uh, whatever, and it, <laughs> it killed me. Like it yeah. literally like, like I'm probably, I still have to process it now. Like it's still something that really hurt me because I loved him so much. And um, I think when Luke started that, it really triggered me. Of it was really triggering. And, but that's when I stood up for myself. Like, I think I was like really that's where I stood up for myself from the time before. And then to have him, it was like, no, like I'm not going to carry this shame around. Um, and neither should any girl. And so I am proud that I had that moment. But there's so much, like you said, like there's the nuances behind it that not everybody understands and gets to see. And so to be able in my book kind of like talk that out was really nice to just put it out there. Um, but yeah, I, I can't believe it was so iconic but that there's like this whole backstory that sometimes people are just like, oh yeah, that was so freaking awesome. I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, I'm glad like that, like um, message like really resonated, but it is, there was a lot. There was turmoil behind it and trauma and a history of being, feeling like your faith was invalidated and like all of this. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, it, it, I think there is a celebratory aspect for a lot of us of like, you really stood up for yourself against someone who was being really, cruel yeah. in that moment. Yeah. But it was clear that you'd had to endure a lot of boundary pushing that you just shouldn't have had to go through. So to like celebrate that moment is complicated for, sure. for many reasons. Um, and then it turns into this big pop culture thing like people are selling merch. Oh my God, I literally got sent a cutting board that had your no. quote etched into yeah, it. It's it my was... best cutting board. I still use it. Oh, I'm so, so glad. Yeah. Um, I swear I didn't buy it. It was sent in a press <laughs> package, but it was just like, out there. they're really going for it. Yeah. Here. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I am proud of it. Like it was such like, it, it helps so many people. I had so many, um, I had like a mom come up to me. I won't forget. She was like, you literally like saved my daughter. Like mm-hmm. she was like in a, um, really like bad relationship and she was watching my relationship with Luke P and like saw kind of like um, similarities and like finally got out of the relationship. And like, so I've, I've had things like wow. that. That was really cool. That moment wow. really helped a lot of women. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is something I'll always be able to take with me regardless of 
all the other negative, like the negatives that came with it. Um, that's really powerful. Yeah. And that's, that's why the show can be really powerful, like these moments. Um, so, yeah. 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 And that your season was notable for like having these big conversations around it for better yeah, and for, for worse. That was the thing. I was like, I can't believe they showed that because like that wasn't like a, I think Caitlin Bristow was the only one that they really showed any like or really talked about there being like sex involved in the show. So it was just kind of like shocking being like, oh, wow, they're really. Yeah, it was like a turning point. Yeah. It seems like they made a decision to kind of open that up a little bit more as a topic of discussion. Which, I mean, kind of also makes sense. Mm. I mean, when you're like a marriage show, I mean, like you're, it's going to an engagement. But I didn't know it was going to be me. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. You don't know how, how your real lived experiences are going to be taken and twisted and then what they're going to mean to a really, really wide audience of people that you can't sit down and have a nuanced conversation with. And I yeah. would imagine that yeah. that's just a really weird and difficult experience. It is weird. It's weird, like you said, like um, to have these like iconic moments kind of define you like honestly forever. I mean, I'm, I still get people and it being like, oh, uh, that's just how like people think of me in that one moment. And I'm like, obviously like so much more than that. And like I've grown and I'm not 24 anymore (laughs) and like things have changed but like I said still proud of a lot of things on the show yeah Yeah. all of that can be true yeah while it's still weird to be defined in a lot of people's minds by basically just like a moment in an argument with a guy yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's not what you expected we did also want to ask about Luke's then returning to the next rose ceremony why are you here I I need to talk to you no Listen, I can't go home until I talk to you and get a few things off my heart. No. She said no, bro. Just fall back in line, man. No, just go. I've already... Go. Hannah, I'm going to stand here all day until you... No, you're not. Please get away from me. I was interested how that felt to you when you saw him there because very obviously he could not have returned without producer approval and buy-in. Oh, I was livid. (laughs) I was so mad. And so some of that also anger was like at everyone. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? And same thing. It was like really um, aggressive, but I don't know. It makes me mad to know, I mean, I think somebody was giving Luke false hope to where he was being that confident, Mm. or maybe not. I have no idea. (laughs) But for me, I was just like, oh, like, I can can also remember, like, um, when the crazy came, (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) when, like, I just got, like, so mad, and it was like, watch out whoever's in my way, because (laughs) I, this is not... It was already like the it was the hardest rose ceremony for me. Like it switched at the very end. Um, I like really genuinely like had feelings for all three of the guys. So like it, I, I was like I wish I could have one more like more time. So it was just really hard already. So then I just was really mad. Yeah. Also, 
Yeah. I mean, suddenly you're just like, oh, it's maybe it's everyone. Yeah. Making this happen. Like, yeah. I can't trust that anyone is. Oh, trust me. They, they got an earful for me. <laughs> they still like, I, I will talk to like um, a few of them just every so often. And they're like, they called me. A, they're the ones that kind of helped the beast become a thing because they're like, you were an absolute, <laughs> like, they loved me. But I would be like, okay, the enough. And I would kind of not be a diva, but just like same way, like I would I would get to my my point where I'm like, this isn't okay anymore and I'm not doing this. Um, and that was one of those moments they got. They had a long ITM where I just like talked directly at them. <laughs> you should all be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As um, you should have, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so at the end of the show, uh, you ended up getting engaged to Jed, going through this very painful public breakup with him as the season was on air mm-hmm. and, um, pe- your engagement hadn't been made public yet. Um, and your breakup conversation was ultimately aired on the show. Was that what you wanted to do? Like, how did that come about that that conversation was on camera? Um, I understood why it needed to be on camera. Would I have wanted it? Probably not. Like, Mm -hmm. but I understand why it needed to be because, yeah, we signed up for our love stories, for better or for worse at the end, like to be captured. And so I get it. But yeah, I was, I was so embarrassed, I think was the biggest thing. It was just like so embarrassing and just wanted it to be over. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's interesting how, like, in in early seasons, they would let them happen off camera. And then they started to be like, technically, this is part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So we can make this happen on camera. Yeah. And they realized they could get a lot of juice out of that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like most the, the biggest drama happens after, like, yeah. the show these days or did in that time, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of a string yeah. after of, like, a lot of that kind of thing happening Obviously, even recently, um, how do you how do you feel about Jed and that experience now? Does it just feel like separate from your actual it, life? It's like, it's weird. I like don't. I think I had more like um, what's the word? Like lingering feelings for the other two guys mm-hmm. over the jet. Like when the jet thing happened, I was done. Like it was just <laughs> you like got the ick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just fully like, this is not. And we were having like, there were signs that there was just stuff misleading. And like, I don't like, I don't, I think being on that show is such a pressure cooker. And mm-hmm. like, sometimes like you, I know for myself, like you act or like um, react, I think, in ways that you normally wouldn't. And I, I genuinely think that that probably happened with Jed, like, got into something that he didn't realize it was going to be. Not giving, like, a complete excuse, but I have, like, compassion for that side of it from anyone that's on the show. That's why I don't really talk about the show and other people because I'm like, I have no idea what you're—I mean, I know what you're going through, but I have no idea where that came from and how it came about. So I just don't comment on that. Um, So, yeah, that was—I kind of— was just over it, got thick, and was just like, no, I'm done. And I still, like, I wish him well, truly. Like, I truly, like, do. And I just don't really think about it. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. He's not relevant to your life. Yeah. And not in, like, a negative way. Just, like, 
But it's not weird. I'm relevant. like, oh my gosh, like I've been engaged. Like I kind of forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is this well, like this weird, weird, like brief. real, like, but not real. I mean, I was engaged this, for like a month. Yeah. yeah. You're like, it's this odd liminal space yeah. between yes. real life and fake life. And yeah. How do you really process yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so after the show, you said you still had these these lingering feelings for your runners up. I mean, did you just feel like the process was not as effective as you've been told that you could get to the end and still be so confused? Like, what were you left thinking maybe could be different about the show or the process that could have worked better? Oh, my gosh. There's just not enough time. Just too short. It's too short. And I feel like, especially my relationship with um, Tyler, like, we we had just kind of got there. But I think there could have been really something there. And I think that was what was really hard of like, then you have to, you know, as a person, you're trying to make like the safe option or the option that's kind of like a little scary because we're not completely there. Yeah. I don't even know if we're, I'm not completely there with really anyone. Yeah. Um. So I think that was hard. And then of course, then it's like, oh my gosh, I knew pretty quickly, like Jed and I weren't doing good even before all that happened. So I was already kind of like thinking. This isn't it. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, and it's like, I could have, maybe if I had like one, truly like one more day, two more days, yeah. it could have been totally different. Truly. Yeah. That's bananas. I went back and forth. Like that is what's so hard is like two more days could have been totally different. Yeah. It just depends on your headspace in that but, moment. In that They're moment. like, oh, we got you. Oh, you yeah. think you like that one? Just give two more just, days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we wanted to ask, um, one one more thing about the show before we talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that you wrote really beautifully about in your book um, is body image and like the pressure that you felt to maintain a certain really thin body type, mm-hmm. including pageants and and you know them being in the public eye. And recently, there has been a big push from fans of The Bachelor to include greater body diversity on the show and on reality dating shows in general. And we're curious about your thoughts about that. Yeah, um, I can remember being on the show and looking around and thinking, like, I was big. I was not big at all. Like, that was probably one of the small. But, like, everyone is so small on the show. Um, beautiful girls. It is hard. Um, yeah, I mean, seeing different bodies, I think, would would be great. Uh, my body, like, everybody's bodies change, and, like, there's so many beautiful bodies that aren't really represented. So, yeah, I think that makes sense. And you also see, like, I feel like a lot of other reality shows have, have made that change. Yes. Um, and it feels like people are loving it. So I don't have any um, push or like, I don't have any, any way to like change that myself. <laughs> yeah. But I do not expect you yeah. to change the casting at, at but, The yeah, Bachelor. But yeah, I totally, I think, because when you're there, then there's also like this, like, oh gosh, I've got to, it was hard. It was hard. Um, and that was kind of when I was going through like my own stuff with, uh, that's probably when I was like my smallest and I literally just ate candy the whole time. But I think that's what you do sometimes when you're struggling with like eating. Um, yeah. So it kind of triggered me a little bit, mm. but I've always, cause that was a small, and that was also hard. Like when I became, you know, people knew who I was, was when I was the smallest I've ever been. And it wasn't always like in the healthiest way. So that's hard when like you gain weight back. I've had like some stuff happening um, 
just like hormones and like trying to get all that figured out. And of course, like that led to weight gain. And so like I was really, I've, I've struggled the past few years just like knowing what I have looked like on camera versus now, like that that's hard. So mm-hmm. I think we need to talk about that more, that like bodies change too. Yes. <laughs> bodies yes. change and they're all different. And um, there's not one type of beautiful body. Like I can still feel really beautiful and confident when I'm 15 pounds heavier versus, you know, still feel beautiful and confident when, you know, I was, I was smaller, but yeah. It, the it, problem is the value judgment, right? Yes. Saying that this kind of body, this is the only like very narrow vision of desirability of yeah. that we yeah. have. And like you need to put in, like it is virtuous to put in whatever work is necessary, even if that is disordered mm-hmm. uh, in order to maintain that. And if you have no ability to maintain that, then you don't even get to be represented. And like, yeah. that's really dark. For sure. But I don't think it's just, I also want to say, I don't think it's just this show. I think that's, no, there's, that's the culture. That's the culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think reality TV can play a role in kind of, yeah, in yeah. changing that culture yeah. and pushing back on it. But let's, let's talk about where you are now because yes. you have a lot of exciting things going on. Yeah. You are currently on the reality show Special Forces World's Toughest Test. And in fact, as of this conversation, you are one of the final four. You're the only non-professional athlete on the show, which, <laughs> like, amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, it's a very different show from what the show that many of us got to know you from. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the concept and what really drew you to that? What made you want to go on? Yeah, so um, I like was I was on TV for, like, literally like a whole year, like every week. Um, And haven't really got back on television until this um, Special Forces show. And it was really important for me to do, if I was going to do reality again, it it had to make sense and be something that was going to be a positive experience. Just um, honestly be transformative because I I feel like I have transformed since the last time people have seen me on, Mm -hmm. on TV. And so this Honestly, the show just really aligned with, I feel like in my life, like I've challenged myself. I've worked on myself, just just processing everything. And yeah, this show allowed me to kind of put all that to the test in a way that, was, that wasn't to harm me, but to push me to become a better version of myself in a really hard way. Like, it was in a very extreme way. Yeah, it's but very that's kind of how I like to do things. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say, kind of, kind of makes sense. The more we learn about you, we're like, yeah, yeah. And Hannah's gonna do this new challenge, and she's going to kill it. Yeah. Like it is insane watching these clips of you on the show. Yeah, truly, truly Leaving impressive. Leaving your inhaler on the shore oh, to yeah. do a drownproofing hey, test. In case I can't, <laughs> I know somebody said they're like, it's just you said it so calmly. Like in case I can't breathe, here's my inhaler, and they're like. <laughs> Wait, like you think you might not be able to like breathe? And like, yeah, that was kind of. Let's not kill you on yeah. the show, yeah. okay? Um, but it is so. It's really impressive. Thank you, and I, I think it's. I mean, Bachelor's like so iconic, and this is a new show. But I would, I love when people have watched me from the Bachelor, Bachelorette, and then see me now because that this is who I am now. Like it's, it was twenty four seven. You're being recorded, kind of same thing as Bachelor. But um, you're going to see like a totally different side of myself. And I I love that. And I think you can see like, I can see how much I've grown as a person in like four years, but also just seeing like just a calmer, a, a version of myself that's like so true as well. 
Yeah, but, and yeah. You're, you're growing up and your life has changed. Before we let you go, one last question. We would love to hear about your current relationship. We know that you have been dating your current partner, Adam. I also have a boyfriend named Adam, so <laughs> I will never forget his yes. name. Um, in early 2021, how is that relationship going? And like, how does it feel different than previous ones you've been in? This is like such a different relationship for me. I'm like, I'm so thankful for Adam. Um, yeah, there was a lot of like, like this relationship has been hard as far as like me. Um learning what a safe and healthy relationship feels like. Mm -hmm. um, it's totally different than anything else I've experienced. And so that can feel sometimes uncomfortable. And like we that's what we've had to work on is me like being okay with feeling safe and having like true like love for like everything that I do, everything that I am and that encouragement. Like I've, I've never felt that before and seen that and like, yeah, so it has been such a growing experience, and um, I just feel really lucky to have somebody who, like, just loves me so much and is just, like, my biggest cheerleader. Um, so, yeah, well, I'm really happy. you're smiling so big. It's yeah. so cute. Well, I just, like, truly, I, I look at him. I'm like, I don't know how you put up with me, but, like, you're just, thank you. Because I am match. a lot. I'm still a lot. <laughs> but he's just such a calming, like, just person, and so he, like, helps, like, level me out. And sometimes people, when they're really placid, they need someone to yeah, bring them up. Exactly. You know? And he, he's thing. like, I feel yeah. like I can be my full self and be like super silly because like you bring that out in me. So it's it's oh. great. Well, that is a really happy note for us to end on. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a treat. Thank you all so much. That was fun. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back for a little reflection on our conversation with Hannah. Can you keep up? I like I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... Uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, Ooh. but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful, and I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. 
One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should. Learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks. And it's been really helpful because my French is not good. But now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. Well, Hannah just left us, and now we are in this beautiful studio that is not ours. It is Andy Cohen's uh, without her. But she was she was great. Yeah, that was that was really delightful. It's um, we wanted to talk a little bit after she left because um, because we talked a lot about that moment with Luke P that turned her into this like feminist icon of sex, sex positive feminist icon of Bachelor Nation. And um, and so it's really fascinating to hear her talk about it years later and and the complex feelings she has about it, because, of course, for those of us who just wanted to see more feminism in The Bachelor, it's very different from being the person who is actually getting like pilloried by her own like church community and faith community for what she was standing up for in that moment. And, you know, there was so much more going on than than intentionally making like a feminist statement. Right. And I think that our own feelings about these kind of iconic moments across the board or these kind of iconic conflicts that are really kind of what the The Bachelor has really started trading on. And I think that Colton season and Hannah's season were sort of where when they saw how well that stuff could work to rile the audience up mm. and to get them invested. And it is effective. And there's a reason that, and I do still think that that conversation had a lot of value, as Hannah herself said. Um, but I think over the years, we have definitely grown more uncomfortable with the inherent simplicity of these constructed moments that clearly elicit really intense emotion from the audience, ourselves ourselves included. And it's definitely something I was thinking about re-watching the scene where Luke then comes back and just seeing how overtly all of that must have been manipulated and how much production must have seen that putting Luke and Hannah in this extended situation elicited these really angry kind of righteous moments from Hannah and how clearly they just wanted to engineer that again. And that is Mm. why they brought him back. And yeah, I think it's just a valuable lesson to remember that all the people we watch are people. There's so much that we don't see 
And hopefully there's a way that we can have these conversations where we talk about the messages that the show as a cultural product is sending and what it says about the culture, while also respecting the understandably complicated feelings that the people who are watching their own lives be turned into content and into messaging probably have. Yeah, it's... It's very, like, to imagine being in Hannah's situation as that whole conversation was unfolding, um, you know, it must have been incredibly hard. And, you know, there is that part of me that sometimes, you know, that is that appreciates that these, again, she was standing up for herself and, and that's something that was really in- empowering to see. But at the same time, you know, is it empowering for people to be put in these situations where they they have to snap like that because right. they're being disrespected repeatedly and their boundaries are being ignored? Um, you know, that's, that's certainly not what we're looking for in our reality TV. Um, and I think that, like, as the consequences of that season have become more clear, because that is, it's true, it showed the show that that was ratings gold. And they've been trying to, I think, replicate that uh, as much as possible. Um, you know, you see the downstream effects of, like, of putting people in that position. Right. I, I mean, I think about Katie's season. Yeah. I think about Rachel and Gabby's season. Like, you yeah. just— Clayton sees it like you right. can see you can see the impact and you can see the way in which these really complex moments of emotional outburst or emotional discomfort or emotional trauma yeah. can be distilled down to something that is like a fun house mirror version of what it actually was and yeah. so I think I mean in this and like conflict around sex which like yeah. I mean, we do have to kind of blame Nick for that one. Like, <laughs> talking about what happened in the fantasy suite, like, the the more that it started to happen and they saw how much attention it got and how much controversy it caused, that hasn't been good for the leads and contestants over the years, that that has become Well, that's what's pu- so dark about it, because I remember watching the show when I started watching it and being like— why isn't there an acknowledgement that sex is something yeah, that's allowed to why. happen and that might <laughs> that it's because it's going to inevitably be exploited and i feel like that almost brings us full circle back to where we are with Zach's season of the bachelor where you see someone that is not religiously motivated to be like a born again vir- virgin like Sean but who has made the tactical decision to draw a boundary around heterosexual sex in the fantasy suite yeah, because it's become this so, like site of exploitation and drama and trauma. Yeah, it's it's for self protection reasons. And one of the things that Hannah does write about in her book is that she goes a lot into like her her view of the theology of celibacy before marriage and the idea of of it being a, a protection of self that you know. When you do put yourselves in these positions, sometimes you might be more vulnerable to pain, and God doesn't want that pain for you. And though we don't share Hannah's faith, um, I think that we see in The Bachelor that that is very much the case, that like if you do go there in the fantasy suite, the show will happily find a way to exploit it and create a lot of pain and discomfort for you and your relationship. So yeah, why would you not want to, seeing how the last like five or so seasons have gone— 
protect yourself a little bit. Um, but it's it's interesting to revisit that because that was such a huge moment for us as a show and for, like, a lot of women like us who watch the show as feminists. Yeah, and- like I said to Hannah, like, that moment for me felt really empowering as a viewer, you know? And, and I don't think that that emotional reaction is necessarily wrong, but it is also healthy for people like us to take a step back and try to complicate our own our yeah. own narrative surrounding those those moments yeah. and the real people and it's like i think we can kind of kind of hold hold both hopefully yeah. at the same time it seems like hannah is also holding both holding both and yeah it's just a very weird thing to have this angry thing you said to a guy cuz he would not <laughs> leave you alone become like your most defining quote oh yeah and, the other thing i was so struck by revisiting yeah. those episodes was just how long and and it took Luke to to receive her messages and like how much he was pushing up against her boundaries. And, you know, we saw 10 minutes and it probably was several hours of that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was actually really hard to rewatch. I had forgotten because that does get swept away in like the triumphalism of, of oh, she handled it so well. She's an icon. She's a queen. And it almost dulls the memory of of where that moment came from, which was so shocking and hard to watch at the time. Yeah, but it was, you know, it was really interesting to to meet Hannah these years later. And it's very obvious that she is, you know, gro- grown up. She was 24 when she first went on the show. Um, and, you know, yeah, th- things change after you're 24. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's always so fun to hear the perspective of someone who has had some distance from the show and has has been doing other things and stepped away a little bit. And so, yeah, that's I always find that very refreshing. I'm also always glad for anyone who has stepped away from the show and uh, yeah. protected their peace and their mental health. And we applaud anyone who chooses to do that. So on that note, that is it for this bonus episode of Love to See It. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please follow the show, rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, tell all your friends about the show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, rich text on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week for more of Zach's journey. Can you keep up? I like Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, Hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without. 
trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.